Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the JRPG Report. My name is Dalton Suter, and this is episode 232. And without any hesitation, let's roll right into it. We got some good news this week and some interesting news. We'll get around to it. And again, I want to apologize last week. The rant was needed. I know I used a few uh, not-so-nice words, and I just, again, I want to apologize. But I was very passionate about what I was saying, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. So let's let's jump into it with Gust and Koi Tecmo's Atelier franchise turned 25 years old this year. And the companies are getting ready to announce the next game in the Venerable series. Before that happens, though, they're celebrating the games that came before. The Atelier 25th anniversary trailer uploaded on Monday introduces fans to every game in the franchise to date and ends with a small tease of what's to come. Now, if you would like to watch this trailer yourself, I did retweet this. You can find it over at JRPG Report on Twitter. But I'll give you an overview here. So the Atelier 25th anniversary trailer gives a quick glimpse at every title from 1997's Atelier Marie, The Alchemist of Salberg, to this year's Atelier Sophie II, the, the Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. At the end, a blank canvas on the wall of portraits lights up, transporting viewers to a new, brightly colored world. The environments include sun-drenched ruins, forests, and a mysterious castle. Koizekmo plans to announce a new Gus-developed title at this year's Tokyo Game Show. More on that later, I believe. Oh, no, we talked about the Tokyo Game Show last week. Excuse me. And this teaser is quite likely related to that title. Whether it will be in addition to an existing subseries or the beginning of an entirely new one is yet unknown. So here are all the games that they mentioned. I'm going to run through these quickly. I'm sure all of you have heard of these in one way or another. Uh, but So you got the Salberg series with Atelier Marie, the Alchemist of Salberg, Atelier Ellie, the Alchemist of Salberg 2, and Atelier Lily, the Alchemist of Salberg 3. You had the Gramnod series, which was Atelier Judy, the Alchemist of Gramnod, and Atelier Violet, or might be Viorate, the Alchemist of Gramnod 2, the Iris series, which is the first series that I, like the games that I first started seeing back in the day, was Atelier Iris Eternal Mana, Atelier Iris 2, the Azoth of Destiny, and Atelier Iris 3, Grand Phantasm. Then you have the Monochemia series with Monochemia Alchemists of Alrevis and Monochemia 2 Fall of Alchemy. You had the Arland series with Atelier Rorona, the Alchemist of Arland, Atelier Totori, the Alchemist or the Adventurer of Arland, excuse me, Atelier Maruru, the Apprentice of Arland, and Atelier Lulua, the Scion of Arland. Then you have the Dusk series, Atelier Aisha, Alchemist of Dusk, Atelier Aisha or excuse me, Atelier Esha and Logi, or Logi, I'm not sure, I haven't played, uh, Alchemist of the Dusk Sky and Atelier Chalier, the Alchemist of the Dusk Sea. The Mysterious series, which was Atelier Sophie, the Alchemist in the Mysterious Book, Atelier Phyrus, the Alchemist in the Mysterious Journey, and Atelier Lyda and Suel, the Alchemist and the Mysterious Paintings, and Atelier Sophie II, the Alchemist and Mysterious Dream, and, of course, the Secret series, Atelier Riza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout, and Atelier Riza II, Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy. So I'm going to tell you all, right off the bat, right here, uh, there are way more of these games than I thought there were. <laughs> I snagged the ones for PC that were available uh, a while back in a sale, but my goodness there are so many more that i didn't realize so uh i need to dive into this like i think james told me to start with atelier riza and if i really enjoyed that then work my way backwards because he knows that like 
losing mechanics and polish and stuff doesn't bother me because <laughs> I don't mind, you know, like I played Persona 5 and then went back and played 3 and 4. So anyways, the Atelier series is available across many platforms. Uh, the first game coming out on the PS1 and the most recent game coming out uh, for Switch, PS4, PS5 and PC. The 2022 Tokyo Game Show will play host to a new announcement from Gust and kicks off September 15th, 2022. So Atlas's best traveled characters, the Phantom Thieves, are paying a visit to the cage. Square Enix announced that the Near Reincarnation X Persona 5 Royal collaboration on September 5th with a kickoff for the event in Japan on September 9th, 2022. Joker and Queen will join the game as part of a premium Near Reincarnation X Persona 5 Royal banner. Fox is available through the event quest. Record Phantom of the Rebellion. The story of the event quest will involve both Persona 5 and Near Reincarnation characters. Fox will come with a a limited katana weapon, and the game will also use background music and aesthetic effects designed to evoke Persona 5 as well. It's unknown if other Persona 5 characters will be joining in the event. The messaging is specific to Persona 5 Royal, though, which could mean that Royal exclusive characters like Violet may be involved. Though the game has crossed over before with other Nier titles like Replicant and Automata, even Drakengard in Final Fantasy XIV, the Nier Reincarnation X Persona 5 event is the first time that it has crossed over with a non-Square Enix property. Nier Reincarnation is available on Android and iOS device. Persona 5 Royal is available on PS4 with a planned release for PC, Score, PS5, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X on October 21st, 2022. Square Enix has detailed how players will recruit monsters in Dragon Quest Treasures, including some that are, quote, special monsters unique to the game. In addition to helping players on the battlefield, each monster also has a specific traits or Forte that will come in handy while traveling. However, the rarer a monster is, the more difficult it will be to recruit. Dragon Quest Treasures revolves around Dragon Quest XI character Eric and his sister Mia on an adventure to find treasure. After the siblings are transported to the land of Draconia, they enlist the help of the local monster population. Players do so by engaging in combat with the monsters. Once defeated, there is a chance that the players will scout the monster. Does that sound familiar at all? <laughs> Dragon Quest. Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> Once they've returned to the base, players can choose to recruit these scouted monsters. Okay, so it's a little different. However, there are some requirements. Players may need to provide them with food ingredients as a fee, which depends on the monster. Furthermore, monsters will also have ratings from bronze to gold to rainbow, and recruitment difficulty scales based on the rarity of the monster. This may be a good payoff, though, as some monsters can carry more treasure, pick up certain items, and help you get to certain locations. Finally, some of the monsters in Dragon Quest Treasures will also be, quote, special monsters. Some of these special monsters are new to the Dragon Quest series. They make themselves uh, home to various regions in the game and possess unique features. And one of them, I just want to point out, is a marble slime. And I'm always down with new slimes. I love the Dragon Quest slimes so much. Dragon Quest Treasures will release on the Nintendo Switch on December 9th, 2022. So I feel like I either read this early, like after I recorded last week and just remember reading it last week, or I read this on the show last week. And if I did, I super duper apologize. It's been a long week. <laughs> uh, but Fur You will release, or maybe that's Fury You, uh, will release its JRPG Trinity Trigger in the West in 2023. The game launches in Japan on September 15th, 2022, 
and Exceed Games and Marvelous Europe will be taking up the publishing duties for it in North America and Europe, respectively. Exceed also announced or included an announcement trailer in its September 1st, 2022 press release. And if you'd like to see that, you can go over to the Twitter and uh, check it out. I did retweet it. Developed as a throwback to iconic JRPGs of the 1990s and early 2000s, Trinity Trigger takes place on the fantasy content of Tritania. In the distant past, the gods of order and chaos clashed for dominance in an epic struggle that nearly destroyed the mortal realm. Chastened by the calamity their direct combat caused, the gods withdrew from the front lines, leaving their armor, massive weapons, stuck in the ground. Rather than risk destroying everything in their struggle, again, the gods resorted to an indirect conflict, selecting god warriors as proxies to represent their side and fight in their name. Sayen El Rios, a man who wants a quiet and normal life, discovers that he has been chosen to become the warrior of chaos. Rather than accede to the cruel destiny the god warriors face, he sets out on a journey with his companions Elise and Xantis to defy the gods and save the world from their conflict. Trinity Trigger operates as an isometric game with real-time combat. Its systems involve small creatures called triggers that can transform into weapons and change up characters' abilities. Designs for various triggers are provided by Atsuko Nishida, Megumi Mizutani, and Tomohiro Kitakaze, who also contributed designs to the Pokemon series. The game also supports three-player co-op, allowing two other players to control Elise and Xantis. Well, that's cool. Trinity Trigger arrives on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PS5 in Japan September 15th, 2022, and it will release in North America and Europe in early 2023. Fingers crossed for a Steam or an Epic Games release so we can play that for the Steam Machine podcast because that would be sweet. That sounds right up my alley. (laughs) So there's been a lot of NIS America uh, news this week from their Showcase 2022 event. Uh, And this event has brought with it several new game announcements. And one was a game that Nipponichi Software, NISA's Japanese parent, first revealed back during its 2021 Tokyo Game Show. Shikabane Gorai no Bokenmeshi. Now, it's being localized for the overseas market as Monster Menu, the scavenger's cookbook. It'll arrive on Switch, PS4, and PS5 in spring 2023. Build as a, quote, an all-you-can-eat survival adventure, Monster Menu, the scavenger's cookbook, is a strategy RPG with a focus on cooking-based mechanics. I'm in. Sold immediately. If you haven't, go play Battle Chef Brigade. It's fantastic. And this just sounds like more of that, but deeper and RPG-ish, and I'm, I'm all about it. The story premise is simple. A party of adventurers is trapped inside a deep dungeon, bereft of supplies. Desperately, they need to decide to eat monsters to survive and thrive in the hostile ecosystem. Players will need to master tactical combat, dungeon crawling, exploration, and cooking to make the most of every run. Cooked dishes can boost a party's member stats, damage monsters in combat, and even improve the item drops from enemies. Players will also be able to create their own team of four party members with customization options for race, class, appearance, voice, and pose. The game features art and character designs by Disgaea artist Takahito Harada, and you can check out some of these samples in the gallery if you come and check this article out that I did retweet as well. Monster Menu, the Scavenger's Cookbook, releases in spring 2023. In Japan, it is available right now as Shikabane Gorai no Boken Meshi. So Wild Bunch Productions has revealed more detailed information on the gameplay and world map of Armed Fantasia. Akefumi Kaneko, who created 
the Wild Arms series, is in charge of the game's development. The game shares its Kickstarter with Penny Blood, and Armed Fantasia was the first to meet its $750,000 stretch goal. In doing so, this allowed the team to implement a role change system. The role change system will allow you to let characters equip all sorts of arms and not just the type that they start with. In doing so, this will add more options as to how you organize your party, as well as put characters in outfits they would normally not have access to. There is no information on all the types of arms that will be in Armed Fantasia just yet, though. Armed Fantasia has a gadget system for exploring dungeons, and each character will offer a new gadget for the player to use. Protagonist Ingram will use bombs, which explode after a set period of time. This gadget will let you destroy walls with cracks in them, as well as break boulders. In doing so, you can create a platform to jump on so you can easily reach higher places. Engroom can set multiple bombs at once, which will cause a a bigger explosion. My goodness, my tongue got tied there. According to Kaneko's Twitter, the team is in the middle of development for a hookshot-type gadget as well. The next stretch goal for Armed Fantasia is 800,000, which uh, they've blown through that already, I think. I, or unless it was combined that they needed a million. I don't remember. I just remember one of them's over a million. Uh, when it reaches that number, it will let the development team place 20 minigame puzzles on the world map. Clearing those minigames will garner the player various bonuses, such as items that will greatly benefit the player in finishing the game. There is also new information on how you can traverse the world map. You will be able to jump, and there will be mounts as uh, there will be mounts you can use on land and in the air and on the water. There will be bounty hunts you can partake in, as well as set pieces such as chasing after a shadow in the water with a boat. Armed Fantasia will come out on the Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and Windows PC. It is currently in development. So NIS America officially confirmed that it will localize and publish Grim Grimoire once more in English during its NIS a showcase 2022 event. NIS America has the English Grim Gomar once more release scheduled for a spring 2023 window on PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch. Given no love to PC, Grim Gomar once more hit the store shelves in Japan in July 2022. The game is modernized remaster of the developer Vanillaware's very first title. Originally released for the PlayStation 2 in 2007, Grim Gomar is a 2D real-time strategy RPG. Players take control of aspiring mage Lilith Blan as she enters the Silver Star Tower, a renowned academy for magicians. Unfortunately for Lilith, not all is what it seems within the tower walls. Amid mysteries, monsters, and a time loop, she'll need to master magic to uncover the tower's secrets. Some of the concepts expressed in Grim Grimoire would go on to inspire the development of 2019's 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. The Grim Grimoire once more... That is a tough word to say. Grim Grimoire... (laughs) Once more, English release will boast a remastered graphic uh, update to bring to life the hand-drawn 2D visuals and bring them up to par with modern resolutions. The magical skill tree and user interface will be improved and the performance updated to take advantage of new hardware. New spells called Grand Magic will also unlock new options in a fight. Extras like an art gallery and a re-recorded voice track with new actors are also part of the effort. Grim Grimoire once more is available in Japan on PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch, and its English release date is set for spring 2023. So the Pokemon Company and developer Game Freak have revealed new information, video, and screenshots for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, introducing the game's school treasure hunt assignment, auto battles, and a new Pokemon Armor Rogue, Cyrilege, and Klauf. I don't know who Klauf is. I love his name already. Also, uh, Nintendo announced that there will be a Nintendo Switch 
OLED model, Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet Edition, which will launch November 4th for $359.99. So, your own story, woven through your treasure hunt. The school that you've enrolled in hosts a special independent study project. The theme of this assignment is a treasure hunt. Explore the world and seek out your very own treasure. Three stories will be woven into your adventure while traversing the sprawling Paldea region. Along Victory Road, you will go to gyms in different locations in order to achieve champion ranking. On the Path of Legends, you can join Arvin in the search of rare ingredients. And in Starfell Street, you can challenge Team Star, a group of delinquents causing trouble for the school. These stories are set in an open world, so where you go is all up to you. A world teeming with Pokemon and people to meet is waiting for you. Traverse the Paldea region wherever your heart desires. So there are eight Pokemon gems in different locations throughout Paldea, all managed by the Pokemon League. If a trainer makes their way to the gems, defeats all the gym leaders, and then passes the champion assessment at the Pokemon League headquarters, they can earn the coveted champion rank. After accepting Nimona's suggestion to become a champion-ranked trainer, you too will be able to visit the eight Pokemon gems scattered across the region. At a Pokemon gym, you must first pass a gym test before you're allowed to challenge the gym leader. The contests of, or the contents of these gym tests are unique to each gym, but through them, you might come to learn more about the customs and unique features of each city and town, as well as what kind of people the gym leaders are. Gita is the chairwoman of the Pokemon League, which operates Paldea's Pokemon gyms. Among the region's champions, she reigns supreme as the most skilled trainer of all. Though mild-mannered, Gita has still has a commanding presence, and it's said that anyone who calls themselves a Pokemon trainer looks up to her. It appears that she is looking for an exceptional young talent capable of conquering the Pokemon League. Then you have Brassius. He is the gym leader of Artisan, a town that's alive with flowers and art. He specializes in using grass Pokemon and is known as the Verdant Virtuoso. Gym leader Brassius treats Pokemon battles like works of art and is always in search of artistic quality, using his gym test to help a judge a trainer's aesthetic sensibilities. His piece de resistance, Surrendering Sunflora, is a statue installation depicting adorable Sunflora with somber expressions. Just what these Sunflora are surrendering is a topic of debate among connoisseurs. Arvin's research into healthy recipes for Pokemon have led him to seek out rare ingredients called Herba Mystica, which are said to immediately restore health once eaten. Herba Mystica are extremely rare herbs that can only be found in Paldea. They are guarded by Titan Pokemon, which are bigger and stronger than ordinary Pokemon, making these rare herbs even more difficult to obtain. What's more, a number of these Titan Pokemon have already been sighted in the region. Since Arvin isn't good at Pokemon battles, He'll be asking you to help him out, and will even offer to treat you to some of his handmade dishes if the two of you succeed in obtaining these rare herbs. Drive back tough opponents and gather the Herba Mystica together with Arvin. And a little more about Team Star. Team Star was formed by the school's most rebellious students and is made up of several squads. Each squad is led by its own boss, each with their own base scattered across the Paldea region. These class-cutting delinquents cause trouble for all those around them, giving the academy's students and teachers a hard time by disturbing the peace and using pushy recruitment tactics. March up to their base and face off against the troublemaking Team Star. So, a new uh, mechanic that they're introducing. Let's go! A handy feature for exploring the Paldea region. You can have one Pokemon out and walking with you in Paldea region's great outdoors. When you have a Pokemon exploring with you in the field... You can use the Let's Go feature to send that Pokemon off in the direction that you indicate. The Pokemon you send out 
then independently picks up items in the area and even has auto battles with nearby Pokemon. Now, auto battles, auto battles, my goodness, auto battles are a new way of battling that can be activated by using Let's Go. Doing so will send out a Pokemon to battle wild Pokemon without needing orders from its trainer. Your Pokemon can be sent into an auto battle against any wild Pokemon that you see on the field, and it can even find Pokemon to engage in auto battles on its own. When your Pokemon is out and engaging in auto battles, you can do what you want. You can stay by its side and watch over it. You can try looking by like nearby for items. Or by defeating the wild Pokemon in an auto battle, though, your Pokemon can also earn items and experience points. Master using this feature to explore every nook and cranny of the vast Paldea region with your Pokemon. So in addition to the new regional Pokemon found across both Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, different species of Pokemon will appear depending on which game the player purchases. Armorogue can be encountered in Pokemon Scarlet, and Cyrilege can be encountered in Pokemon Violet. So Armorogue, class Fire Warrior Pokemon. He looks pretty sweet. He looks like a knight, but he's all fiery. Armor Rogue's set of armor belonged to a distinguished warrior and is the source of energy it uses for its psychic type moves. It also uses the psychic capabilities of this armor to control the fire energy within its body and unleash attacks. And then you have Surilege. And Surilege dons an old set of armor steeped in grudges and wields blades made of fire and ghost energy. In battle, these blades transform into great swords to increase Surilege's power, and cuts from these great swords leave wounds from which life energy will flow. The final Pokemon revealed was Pokemon Clough, and it can be encountered in both Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and it's a crab, and he's awesome. <laughs> Clough can rotate their protruding eyeballs to see everything around them, eliminating all their blind spots. They can latch upside down onto cliffs and ambush their prey from above. However, they eventually get dizzy from the blood rushing to their heads, so they can't stay upside down for very long. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are due out for Switch November 18th. So in a recent interview, scenario writer and game designer Matsuzo Machida shared some information on the combat system and monsters in Penny Blood. The game draws a lot of influence from the Shadow Hearts uh, in protagonist Matthew Fusion's abilities. Uh, excuse me. Matthew's fusion ability, psycho sigil ability uh, system, and combination moves. Matthew will start the game with Demna, the crownless knight. This is a fusion monster with no elements and is a manifestation of the emp emptiness and loneliness in Matthew's heart. Demna is a balanced fusion monster and can fight well in any situation. This is Matthew's default fusion, and Demna will gain more powers as the story advances. The battle system will be turn-based and score, and every movement you make will require you to skill check with the Psycho Sigil. This is based on the Judgment Ring from Shadow Hearts. Each of the characters' Psycho Sigil looks different. Matthew's looks like a knight's emblem, while Emilia's looks like a mechanic heart. A light will travel from one end of the sigil to the other, and there are blue circles on the route. Wherever the light travels through a blue circle, the player must press a button at the right timing. You can destroy small fright instantly with a perfect psycho sigil input studio wild rose plans on implementing monsters you can only defeat with this method you will also be able to encounter the sigil spirit to unlock more circles in the game in shadow hearts there was a ring spirit that offered items to increase how many areas there were in your judgment ring when you opened more nodes your character could attack more times per turn back in shadow hearts covenant and from the new world you could line up your characters together and create combo moves Penny Blood will bring this back, along with unique actions only available in Combination Attack. The conditions for a Combination Attack will depend on the character's conditions and affinities, but also requires player input. Discovering various combinations and buttons is part of the battle system's charm, according to Machida. 
Unlike in Shadow Hearts, characters will attack simultaneously rather than one after the other. There are also some pictures and blurbs of some of the monsters you will encounter in Penny Blood. The Motofuji is a monster that is actually a patient from the mental hospital except exposed to malice. Malice is essentially negative emotions, and it is an element from the Shadow Heart series. Uh, maliferous patients are also patients infected with malice, and Atom is a monster living in Matthew's subconscious. Battling enemies and a protagonist subconscious is something that you had to do in the first Shadow Hearts, but it is unknown if you will have to do that in Penny Blood. Penny Blood will come out in spring 2025 on the PS5, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC. So up next, there was something that I thought was interesting. Um, RPG site, shout out to RPG site on Twitter, definitely go check them out. Uh, they put out, did you know that the PlayStation 4 version of The Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero will lack many of the graphical and quality of life upgrades that the Nintendo Switch and PC ports will include? And I found that interesting. So Gamatsu, shout out to Gamatsu on Twitter, at Gamatsu, uh, retweeted that and said that he, uh, Sal, the guy who runs Gamatsu, uh, asked NIS America why this wasn't conveyed to consumers and whether any of the graphical upgrades slash quality of life additions are planned for the PS4 version. And this was their response. The PlayStation 4 version of The Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero will be consistent with the original Japanese release for this title. This will be the original experience by Neon Falcom that does not conclude any additional work provided by other developers. The additional content coming to the Nintendo Switch and PC ports have been explained in detail by Peter, quote, Durante, Toman, CTO, PH3, in these blogs, part one and two, which they did link, and I did retweet this, if you'd like to check these out, that were released in June and August, respectively. So, uh, NIS America still being weird about the whole trail situation, uh, so we'll see. Just, that's all I can say is we'll see. Uh, let's see. RGG Studio will be holding the RGG Summit 2022 livestream event. The company announced the event as part of its latest RGG Studio TV broadcast, which was held on September 8th, 2022. The RGG, RGG Summit 2022 event will take place on September 14th, 2022, one day before the official start of the Tokyo Game Show. It will be live-streamed on the official Sega Twitch channel. After teasing a sneak peek for episode 12.5 of its RGG Studio TV back broadcast, the company instead revealed it was more of a peek at its TGS 2022 plans than a look at the next Yakuza title. No information has been given about RGG Summit 2022 showcase contents as of yet, though it is speculated that Yakuza 8 will make an appearance. The previously announced sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon was further teased in an in-development images back in, 20, or in July 2022. Little is known about the game other than that it will take place several years after the events of Yakuza Like a Dragon and the story will continue with Ishiban Kasuga. Alright, and we got some, some news from the Final Fantasy world. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, downloadable content, Wanderer of the Rift will launch October 26th, publisher Square Enix and developer Team Ninja announced. Users who purchased the Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins Season Pass will receive Wanderer of the Rift at no additional charge, as well as the previously released Trials of the Dragon King and upcoming Different Future missions. So here's a little overview. Fight your way through the Labyrinth of Dimensions, a dungeon that randomly configures your path to unlock pieces of the story. Wanderer of the Rift will introduce a new job, Blue Mage, and special monsters you can fight and summon into battle with the use of a summoning stone. In addition to new equipment that unlocks new abilities, a new class of enemies called Chaotic Monsters 
will be added to give the player a more diverse and challenging experience. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is available right now for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Game Store. And the final story for the week this week. Publisher Square Enix and developer Tri-Ace have released a new pair of character trailers for Star Ocean The Divine Force, including Midas Felgreed and Nina DeForges. Midas Felgreed is one of the most brilliant simiomancers and engineers in all of the Assyrian kingdom. Although his thirst for knowledge often sees him forego laws and basic ethics, Midas is still a man of strong principle who always finishes what he started. Nina DeForges is one of the few people in our series who can wield healing magic known as iatromancy. Iatromancy? Man, that is a hard word to pronounce. Iatromancy. She tirelessly devotes herself to create the cure for the deadly disease that claimed her father's life. If you'd like to watch these trailers, you can check them out on YouTube and our Twitter. Um, If on YouTube, you'd have to go to Square Enix's account, I do believe, but they do have the English versions and the Japanese versions. Star Ocean The Divine Force is due out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam on October 27th worldwide. And with that, that draws us to the end. And with that, it leaves a little bit of house cleaning. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to our wonderful patrons who donate to the show each and every month. You guys keep the lights on. I very much appreciate you. I am very sorry I'm still behind on the Let's Play. But like I said, now that work's kind of getting back to where my hours are normalizing and I'm getting used to it, I'll get back to it here soon enough. Big shout out to Kim C, Jake W, Jordan K, Kularian, Taylor F, and Master Loot. You guys rock. And if you'd like to join them and add your name to that list of people who support the show, you can check us out over at patreon.com slash jrpgreport. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. I tr- I'm not very active on Facebook anymore. I do apologize, but it is facebook.com slash jrpgreport. If you'd like to be uh, find me on Twitter, it's where I'm much more active. You can find me on Twitter at jrpgreport. And if you want to hear more of me, you can catch me bi-weekly on the Steam Machine Podcast, which is a PC gaming show where me and my buddies Nate and Willie, the Destructo Bros, play through uh, our my massive backlog, massive backlog of PC games, and just chat about them. You know, um, we're doing Spider Man this this next episode that's coming out. We've been doing Batman, and then we have plenty of JRPGs in the backlog for each and every one of you to go and check out. On that note, this has been the JRPG Report. You all absolutely rock. And do me a favor, get back out there and level up.